Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley, but I am joined as always by the dual pen wielding badass, that is, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Wow. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I felt like kicking it up a bit today. Yeah, you did. You did take it up a notch, and then um, with the with good reason. We have a good guest on today that has definitely uh, taken lots of things up a notch here recently. No, uh, we have uh, one Mister Dan Bishop from Karis Customs on with us today. How's it going, Dan? Pretty good. Good, good. We're we're excited to have you because uh, both both Mike and I are, are are definitely fans of the pins you've been making on mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Uh, with Keras Customs, I talk about my favorites, the Render K, which I talk about all the time, and we'll get into the details of of all this for everyone who is not familiar with it. But basically, what what Dan has done is, um, um, in his in the machine shop he works for, he's come up with some great pen designs for things like the high tech C barrel, and I mean the high tech C uh, refill, and you know um, other various refills like Parker refills and things like that. So. So Dan, t- you gotta you gotta start us at the beginning. I, I know I know a lot about the background. Mike knows some about the background, but give me give me kind of a uh, feeling of how how this started, how you came up came to be part of Karis Customs, and kind of how this whole pin business came about for you guys. All right. Um, well, I I got my degree originally in product design and bounced around from job to job, and um, right about when the economy you know tanked. About 2008 or so, late 2008, I found myself um, available for employ, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And um, I met uh, my current boss, Bill Karras, uh, and he had a machine shop. And I had some, some product ideas that I wanted to develop. And uh, through some couple conversations, I ended up working for him. But um, I was just a shop guy. I started... Um, shoveling out machines and learning a little bit about the business of uh, you know how CNC's work and eventually we're doing you know light maintenance you know loading tools and doing that kind of stuff and um, when you're a machine operator you put material in a machine and you you push start and sometimes you have to wait you know five minutes or ten minutes or however long it takes for the cycle to run through and I started having all these ideas of course because of of my background and I started throwing them at him, and one of them was uh, an iPhone, uh, an iPhone four case. Um, I'll take that back. It was originally for the iPhone three GS, the old uh, plastic backed phones, and we made a prototype and never really got anywhere with it. But um, when the iPhone four came out, I pushed them pretty hard, and we made some. And uh, there was an article um, on Cultimac about it, and they. We had a bunch of orders in one weekend, and from that point on, you know, I was able to pitch ideas and have them take me seriously. So um, we rolled forward a little while, did some Kickstarters with a couple of pens, and here I am basically doing full-time design work instead of shoveling out machines. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've moved from the, from the line and basically into to more de- designing the projects and coming up with ideas for Keras Customs, right? Yeah, Um I, I do I do some custom work, uh, reverse engineering parts for hot rods and stuff. But um, a lot of my day is spent uh, around our own stuff, so it's kind of nice. So, 
so that's what, what what Bill started the company as was really just you know it was really just a kind of a parts company. He was making you know parts for cars, parts for motorcycles, things like that. It wasn't you know they they didn't no one here got into the business to make pins, right? No, no. <laughs> um, uh, in fact, uh, he used is what you would call a job shop. Say you were a small production company, or or you had something that you needed made, some widget you couldn't buy. You would come talk to us, and we would machine it, and um, that's what how we made our living. But um, in fact, when after the, the the render K on Kickstarter, my boss he was flabbergasted. I mean, he was he was completely blown away. Yeah. So what what I want to know when you brought you brought that design, you said, "Hey, Bill, I think I want to make a pen." What was his response? <laughs> uh, let's see um, how how I can put this. Um, he let's just say he was less than enthusiastic, and his language was colorful. Um, he, because it all started uh, on about Kickstarter. You know, I found out about Kickstarter um, just through I don't know browsing the internet or something. I had a, a friend that did a project, and um, I saw uh, another pen that was on there, the, the pen type A. And I saw it, and I said, "Whoa, you know, this is obviously very, fairly popular." And um, the high tech C um, refill, you know, I know you love it, Brad. So, mm-hmm. um, but industrial designers um, like it because the formulation of the ink doesn't bleed with design markers. So you can lay a sketch down, and then you can apply marker over the top of it, and it won't bleed. Whereas, like a ballpoint or uh, other formulations will will bleed and get all muddy. So, mm-hmm. I knew about them from school, but I had no idea there was such a huge following for them. So I said, "Hey, I can make something better than what they made." And you know, I designed something up, handed the blueprints to the shop, and they blueprinted them. And I, you know, I storyboarded a video. Had a friend help me shoot a video. I was in the video. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, that's a little awkward if you haven't, you know, you, you know, having your voice is one thing, but when you're standing in front of a camera and you're like, all these people are going to just stare at me. Um, but it all, it went really well. And, um, you know, you can go to the, the project page and you can see how much we made. And um, we try to be really transparent and uh, we show them the process of their pens being machined, which is kind of cool because people can go, hey, that, that might be my pen. You know, that's my pen getting born. But... So what what was your expectation when you when you put this up on Kickstarter? Is like you know, I, at at the time that you did it, there weren't as many pen projects coming out as there are no. now. When the when the first render K came out, like you said, there was a pen type A. There was probably PHX one probably came out before that. Um, mm-hmm. But and then and then probably the render K. I, I don't. I'm not looking. Where there was a, a, car, a carbon but, fiber pen. Oh yeah, Sorry. I know which I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, uh, um, X X pin maybe something like that. Yeah, there was some, a lot of X like yeah, like a roll, like a rolled carbon fiber barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but then then you guys came out. So what? I guess let me back up a little bit. When you came up with the design for the render K, how, how did you decide on that design? What was it? Why was that? design important to you were there features that you wanted to see in a pen how did this design come about i guess is what i'm trying to ask 
oh, in okay. its fi- in its in its final form. Like, did you start out with a, a different style that you you did some prototypes that didn't work, and you kind of ended up on this final version? How why is why did the win- render K work so well? I guess. Well, that, that's kind of funny because, um, and we'll, it'll touch a little bit on about industrial design. Typically, like if I was to work for another company, say you know designing a consumer electronic or something, there's so much more. Um, ideation and sketching and versions and all this different stuff. But where I work now, most of the time, you know, they, it's, it's like on demand, you know, we'll have customers that come in, they want something and it's like, I need to bang it out. Maybe we'll make a small revision, but then it's ready to go. So I drew, I drew some sketching, um, some sketches rather of, uh, of what I wanted. And, um, because of my background and, and what I'm interested in, and of course the the way we were going to make the pens, um, there was we wanted it to have kind of a look where, say you pulled open your 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 grandpa's toolbox and he was a World War II airplane mechanic or something, and you pulled the pen out of there. We wanted it to not look out of place with his belongings or something that would also look good, you know, of somebody who's wearing a suit that pulls it out of their pocket. So I wanted something a little more refined, but had some cool features like the knurling on the lid, you know. The, mm-hmm. And we we got a lot of heat for the the hardware we used for the clip, because mm-hmm. everyone goes, "Oh, why are you using slotted screws?" And well, it's, it, like for that same reason, they were the, people use slotted screws on a lot of stuff. I mean, it's even up to the '60s. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was a conscious choice, and we got a lot of heat for it. <laughs> <laughs> clip design clip design's a big deal i mean people mm-hmm. freak out over that number one because a lot of these a lot of the kickstarter style pens and that you know you're retrofitting refills one a lot of them don't come with clips because it's kind of a hard thing to do right and and then two everyone's very particular about <laughs> about their clips i mean right. that causes between clips and the um the cap posting on the barrel that sends a lot of people I, over the edge I, um i wanted something that would look cool, but kind of be timeless in its design. Does that make mm. sense? It makes perfect um, sense. And that's what I really like about the way the Render K looks, is you're saying that, you know, it's. I hadn't really noticed it until you said it, but it looks like it could be at home in the workshop or on the office desk. Like, it doesn't look like it's fit for one or one or the other place. Like, it, it looks like it could just be at home in any of those situations. Right. And... Here's the, here's the funny thing. Um, as you know, a lot of older pens, or I mean some older pens, but, you know, not all pens posted. You know, you couldn't, and that's a, that's a term I actually learned after I designed the pen, by the way, mm-hmm. um, from, from you actually, from listening to you guys talking about pens. Because um, I wasn't a huge pen guy before, but um, they, um, we designed it to, you know, for the lid to come off and um, not post because... We just it made it a cleaner looking closed pen, um, mm-hmm. and that was something that we we strove for at the very beginning. That when this thing is closed up, it almost looks like some piece of artillery. I mean, not artillery. You know, you don't want it to look like a weapon or anything. But we didn't like the look of tactical pens because most machine pens are tactical pens, and they look like mm-hmm. some kind of Geiger esque, you know, aliens prop that is mm-hmm. you know got undulations and all kinds of notches and sharp looking points. And we just, that's not what we wanted to go for. 
Right. Yeah. Visually, it, it, I mean, at a minimum, you would have had to change the the end of the barrel design, have threading, or you know, with a metal mm-hmm. barrel pin. With a metal barrel pin, it's it's a it's a few extra steps, and it's difficult, and it doesn't necessarily look as nice, like you say. So, you know, I think. I think in the end it came out it came out really well. So I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. So you you came up with the design and you made some prototypes and then you you start on your Kickstarter page and then you say okay go Kickstarter go and what happened on that what happened on the first day and you know uh, how, how was your stomach did you sleep at night or what were your expect <laughs> what was what was your expectations when once you hit go on the render K well I was hoping that we would do well, partly because I mean I knew we would to a certain point because we were trying to be the second one in the door and we got beat by a couple other uh, companies that mm-hmm. had the same idea as us, you know. Um, but so I knew we would make some money. We and we only our goal was to uh, be able to get the the, the clips stamped because that's a different manufacturing process than we can do in house. And there's we have a, a, a house that we deal with that does stamping. So um, we said, you know, we only needed a few thousand dollars to have the dies and stuff made. And that's what our goal was. My boss thought we were going to make like $3,000 or so. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, easily, you know, we'll make 15, 15,000, you know, no problem. Mm-hmm. And we, we met our original funding goal in less than 24 hours. And <laughs> it just, we were pretty much, it, it was a 30 day um, project. It was just, like a 45 degree line. If you were just to plot it on a graph, it just every day, (laughs) it just skyrocketed. And my, it it was, it was very gratifying because not only was I right, which always makes somebody feel good, but just (laughs) watching my boss's jaw drop, you know, he's like, these are pens, like these are pens. And the, the funny thing about it, um, he didn't care. Like he, he used just the regular G2. He'd lose them like every five seconds. Um, when, when the original prototypes came out, we like we we made a little jig and we bent the the clips ourselves and did this little stuff. And I I actually drilled out um, the lid and tapped it for the for the clip. And I I was making one, you know, because I wanted one, obviously. And my boss said, "Hey, thanks," and he walks off with it. And he's like, "Nick, now you get to make yourself one." And he still has that pen. He still has it. And he thought that he lost it the other day. And he looked like somebody, you know, who who had lost his puppy or something. Because it was like the original prototype. And he still carries wow. it every day. Wow, that's cool. The thing, the thing that's fascinating me about this conversation is, you know, being a, a fan of pens and, and never really thinking about the manufacturing side. It's like you've made, made this pen. And you're like, yeah, I just go back to the shop. And, you know, I drill this and I press <laughs> this and I come out with the pen barrel. I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's it's nice to talk to a guy who's I mean whose hands are directly on this product. I mean it's just it's kind of neat, you know. They like say, "Oh, I don't like this part," so I went back in the back, and you know we made an adjustment, and you know now it's looking like this. So I, I I think that's pretty fascinating to me. So yeah, I mean that's the one thing that we if you notice we push it pretty heavy because um, we are a U.S. manufacturer. You know we're small, mm-hmm. we don't do any major numbers, but we we design and make everything ourselves, mm-hmm. and so. Um, uh, one of the, the frustrations with some watching some of the other popular um, Kickstarter projects were they were always, you know, they were having a made overseas or in another shop or something. And they were constantly, you know, people were saying, where, you know, where's our pens? Where's our pens? Or what's wrong with this? And they were having to deal with somebody in a different, you know, country, different time zone and 
different language and it it just wasn't happening or i can just go hey this isn't right let's fix it you know we tweak it is this is this right you know does this look right we test fit it hey perfect and just keep going it takes 10 minutes yeah and yeah, uh, so the, go ahead no it just it's 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 funny because you know in my profession that t- typically doesn't happen because a lot of times you design something that's made of plastic they have to make molds and you do all this stuff and um it's it's instant gratification you know like once the once the process starts you know i can have a pen in you know a few hours so yeah that that's what that's what's pretty cool i guess is the 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 timing of it right i mean it's a lot quicker um adjustments or tweaking or turnaround so yeah, I thought that that was pretty interesting. So this, so this Render K project closes. You know, in it closed for about sixty nine grand, and so it 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 closes. And w- what does the shop look like like the day after it, it closes? <laughs> we had a barbecue, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, most of, did, I, did, I'm Bill, to remember, did Bill pay? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. No, but he. Uh, no, Bill's a very, uh, very great guy to, to to work for. But so we had a, we had a barbecue and it was a celebration because, you know, it was it was kind of a good thing. You know, we get to make uh, a product that a lot of people liked, and you know, Kickstarter is great because you can you know exactly how many you need to make. You know, so uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, we were because it was right. I'm trying to remember when it ended exactly. It's been. A, you know, over a year, I think. So, um, but cause it was right around Christmas time. And so we were all super excited, but then the reality sinks in. You're like, Oh man, I need to make, it was like 1,467 pens total brass <laughs> and aluminum. That's going to be like burned in my, I use it as like my pin number on my, on my, uh, my debit card someday watch, but, um, <laughs> not really. So nobody steal my debit card. Um, but, uh, you have all the stuff and you roll forward there there's a, I'll, I'll i'll tell a little secret uh, we made a whole bunch of these pens and we sent them off to anodize mm-hmm. and um when they anodize the aluminum they dunk it in like an acid and they um to it's called bright dipping and it's part of the process anyway the because the hole was so deep on the pen barrel um just from you know, surface tension, some of that stuff would stay inside. They'd shake it out or whatever, and they would think it was all out, and then they would put them in a bin. But what happened was a whole huge batch were ruined because they would, the acid would leach out later and spoil the parts. So we're under a time crunch, and um, we had to remake, I I think it was several hundred. um, Oh, wow. um, Pen... Pen bodies, and you know it's it's one of these things where I, I drive my boss nuts because he's is you know if it meets the dimensions and everything else everything's cool and you know it, parts aren't banged up or anything but I'm so he gets on me because I, I get so nitpicky about stuff I said well, well this you know you can't have this or you can't have this and um so I'm always hovering around in the shop and sometimes it gets a little aggravating but uh, I think in the <laughs> end it, it makes a, a better product because. Um, you know, it's got yeah. our name on it. It's got our face attached to it. Yeah, because I mean, a pen's—I mean, it's a utility product. 
product, but it's also a visual product, right? I mean, it's got a if it if it doesn't look right or it looks you know something's funky you know with the finish or or anything you know the any kind of lines are crooked on it. I mean, it's you know people yes. aren't going to use it. I mean, it's a very people pin people are very piggy people. <laughs> oh you, yeah, and you have it. In, I mean, you're on a phone call. You're it's in your hand. You're you're constantly you know fumbling around with it. You're looking at it. I had a. Uh, an email from a gentleman who had um, he basically just started out the email saying you there's three things wrong with your pen <laughs> <laughs> and then he he told me what he thought was wrong and I said well we you know we made you know these choices because of this and um, I don't know whether some people think we're a big company people that haven't found us on Kickstarter you know we're we're, we're very small we have less than ten employees. And anytime anything's done on Kickstarter, like if someone sends a message on Kickstarter or sends an email, it's pretty much me <laughs> responding. <laughs> so they can imagine me, you know, typing the email. So I try not to be too snarky or, or, or anything like that. But we, we had a, a guy, once again, the, the f- slotted screws we use for the clip on the render K, he, he, he was wondering why we couldn't make them line up. Mm-hmm. He wanted them to be like oh. I don't know if it was a vertical line or whatever, but sure. the, the way the, the way that <laughs> I know I'm not kidding. Well, I got lucky. I actually pulled my the pen. The first one I grabbed to keep for me, I screwed the the screws in, and they lined up vertically. And that was the running joke in the shop is that um, we that you know I had some magic to do that, but no, it's just people. It amazes me how much people care about things that I, you know, being a picky designer type, you know, don't even obsess over, but it, you know, it's, it's something that's very personal. I mean, and it is a product. It's not super cheap. You know, it's not like a $7 pen, you know, right. our pens do retail for a little bit more than what most people will pay, but um, we want to give them something that they're happy with. So um, we, we try and some people, uh, no matter what we do, don't uh, still don't like the end result. But we 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 try to make everyone happy. Cool. Well, shoot, I think you did on with with the render K. I know I'm still happy with mine. And, uh, <laughs> we, yeah, uh... it's a it's an awesome pen, and yeah, it, it, it it's really great. So, let, hey, let us uh, let us take a quick break here, real quick, Dan, and let us pay some bills real quick. Uh, Mike's Mike's a professional here, so I gotta let him let him do his thing for a minute. Of course. So this episode is, of course, brought to you by those fine folks over at squarespace.com who give you everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace provides you with all of the tools you need to build a beautiful website, blog, portfolio, or even a site for your business. It doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to building websites, you can put something online in minutes without having to worry about hosting, scaling, or integrating with social services like Twitter and Facebook. Squarespace have beautiful templates, and you can make your website with one of their fantastic templates. They're very clean. They let your content do all of the talking, and they feature responsive web design, so it looks fantastic on any device. They have a great page building system called Layout Engine, which allows you to create custom layouts for each of your pages on your site in seconds. You just drag and drop blocks of content onto the page, and you can easily move them around, making your site look exactly the way that you want. They have built-in statistics, so you can see who is coming to your site, and you can view these on the iOS and Android apps that they have, as well as allowing you to post to your site whilst on the go. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support. They respond in minutes, and they have live online workshops as well, so they can help walk you through step-by-step building your amazing site with them. 
And also recently, Squarespace have launched Squarespace Commerce, which is their newest set of features that you can integrate a fully functioning store into any new or existing Squarespace site. They've integrated a payment service with Stripe. Then you can sell physical or digital goods. So if you want to sell pens like Dana has started doing, you could do that too if you really wanted to, if you make your own. Because you can have inventory management, you can have um, processing customer orders, you can print packing slips and create customized emails for people all in one interface. And if you sell digital goods, maybe you sell music or audiobooks and stuff like that, or maybe... Um, an ebook or something like that. You can store all of these files with Squarespace and then you can send out emails with um, download links that can be timed for expiries to your um, to the people buying your stuff and it can be downloaded straight from Squarespace. So it's very, very impressive. You can find out more and sign up for a free trial by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan. If you sign up for a year, you'll automatically get 20% off any of their plans because they have unlimited and they also have a business plan too. If you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. Use the code 70 decibels free, the number free, and you'll get an additional 10% off any of your first purchases over at squarespace.com who give you everything you need to make an amazing website. I got a quick comment on Squarespace. Okay. The ease of use of creating a new page is going to be a real problem for me. <laughs> I'm finding it easy to add these pages, like adding you know a link to a specific page for a specific you know problem I'm trying to solve on the sidebar. Like I just did the top five pins thing. It was it was actually too easy. Now I'm like, oh, I need like ten more pages over here, and it's going to start looking stupid. So anyway, it's been it's been so easy to work with that. You know, um, creating something like the top five pins page, which people have been on my case for months about, um, was actually something I've been putting off that turned out to be really easy to implement. And it's just sitting there, and I've got a lot more I want to do to the page and a lot more I want to edit on the page. And I can just go into that page, edit it on the fly, and it's it's all live. It's it's <laughs> extraordinarily simple. So We'll talk about that I next think- week, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll do a we'll do a whole episode on the top five pins list and things like that because I've gotten some good feedback on that. So, um, and um, one of the one of the lists I'm going to add to it is uh, my top five Kickstarter pins. I just haven't gotten to that one yet, so uh, we'll we'll see where the render K lands. I'm wondering. <laughs> hmm, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how the rest of this interview. We'll see how the rest of this interview goes, Mike, and then we'll make a decision on that. <laughs> there will so, be cash and envelopes heading both of your directions. <laughs> So, so you could have stopped right with the render K, but you didn't. Um, nope, nope. There's something wrong with me, so I didn't. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't stop with that. So, um, what the the next pin is called the bolt, and I'll I'll let you describe it. Um, but I guess why the after the render K, why the bolt? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um. Well, the number one complaint well, seems like a lot of things uh, result from whining, um, but um, <laughs> the, the number one complaint was uh, people did they don't want to be responsible for the lid on their pen or the cap, you know, the render K. People are like, "Oh, I love the pen, but oh, you know, what's going to happen to the lid?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "Uh, just set it on the desk or your pocket <laughs> or something." <sighs> I don't know. You know, people were like really disconcerted about the fact that the lid didn't post. So we got to talking about it, and I started looking at 
at click pen mechanisms. And a lot of that stuff, it's very hidden, you know. Um, so I started looking at uh, different ways, you know, to, you know, I looked at designing a little pen uh, set up for your desk that, you know, didn't have a cap, you know, maybe it rested in a little stand and it looked fancy, but that wasn't very practical because, you know, nobody, I mean, how, how many people really sit at a desk, you know, because like in my head, I picture something out of like an 80s Wall Street movie, you know, the big giant desk and some guy's got an, an office and his pen's on there, but that's not very practical. Right. Um, so I f- saw some examples of uh, um, some bolt action pens. Like you said, there's some tactical ones out there. There's some guys, you know, making some in their garage and different things. And um, I said, hey, this is kind of cool, you know. So um, originally uh, I had drawn it up to where the side, you know, the, the bolt was like some of the other ones where there's a big knob on the side. And my boss just, he didn't like that very much. And um, after after a while, you know, going back and forth and sketches and and playing around, I um, we came up with the idea for the, the I don't know if you'd call it a knob plunger or whatever on the back, and um, so that it, it functions the same as a, any other bolt action pen, but we wanted it to look different. We wanted just to distinguish it um, visually from the other bolt action pens because all the other ones have a, a knob on the side and everything else. So we. You know, my boss literally he went into the shop, and because um, the CNC machines were all busy doing other work, he went to the manual lathe and made the prototypes by hand. You know, no, you know, no programming, no computers. I gave him blueprints. He went out and manually made them, hmm. and uh, we liked them. So um, we decided to to see if people on, on Kickstarter would, uh, and people really, really either love that pen or abhor it completely, mm-hmm. which I can understand, but, um, it just, uh, was very successful at the very first 24 hours on that pen, you know, just because we had a lot of repeat customers that liked our stuff and, um, but it, it didn't do quite as well as the other one. And I think part of that is just because it's, it's different, you know, it's not like, most other pens, including other bolt actions, so um, people yeah, just I mean, go ahead. I, I think it is different, and and I do think that's why. I mean, it's it's. I guess maybe there, I don't know if it's a more specific market visually for it or something, but I've never owned a bolt action pen prior to this one because on like the traditional or a, a normal what you would think of a bolt action and you alluded to it where they had the um kind of like the knob protruding from the side of the barrel that always I, I hated that that always threw me off so when it came up with something like this with just kind of the the twist top and it stayed you know i guess the bolt mechanism stayed flush with the barrel i thought that was that that was a bigger selling point to me because i thought i thought it looked more normal and, and easy to use. I never liked, like, I don't like something protruding out from the barrel aside from my clip. I already have the clip poking out. I don't need something <laughs> else poking out the side of the barrel. You know, like I carry a pocket knife. I don't like them. You know, I don't like them with the little, um, the little stub lever to mm-hmm. flip up a, a knife. You know, I like it, you know, cut out or, you know, something more flush. Um, so, 
you know, I, I thought that part of the design was good, but I was also curious to see how it would do. And I thought it did, I mean, relatively speaking, I guess it did, it did pretty well compared, you know, if you're having to compare it to the render K, which isn't really fair, I thought it did pretty well. Um, and I, I got to say, I'm probably a little bit surprised because it is different for most people and it takes a different refill, right? So some people don't use yes. like the high tech C refill, like on the render K. So they might be interested in the bolt and vice versa, but you know, did what went into, um, you know, fitting the refills for this? Um, and that, that actually, uh, was a big problem, uh, because, the, the the size of the mechanism is fairly large because it's mechanical. And the amount of room it takes up in the pen, um, if you hold it up to a capped render K, I think it's just slightly longer than it. And mm-hmm. we're using a fairly short refill, you know, a Parker uh, Jotter compatible refill. Right. On Kickstarter, uh, there's something called stretch goals. And uh, we had a stretch goal for a longer front barrel section that was compatible with the G2 refill. And we set it for $60,000. Um, only idea with the stretch goal it being that if enough people generate enough buzz or get their friends to come pledge for, for pens, um, they will get that front barrel for free. That was, you know, that's the idea. Is there's, it's a little bonus to get people to help generate buzz. But uh, we obviously didn't reach 60000 We got a little shy of it. But nobody seemed to be generating any kind of buzz. Like it didn't seem like anybody really cared about it. So we were fine with that. You know, it was one less part we had to make. But there was a few people who were, were pretty angry that we didn't just give it to them, even though we got close. Hmm. So yeah, actually, you you sent me the um, the extended barrel. So on the on the bolt, um, you know, the barrel screws in the basically about in the dead center of the pin. You screw it off and you put in your refill that way. And what Dan and, and Karis Customs created was an extended bottom section to um, to allow you to use a longer refill as opposed to the Jotter style, like you said, a G2 length refill. And I got to say, I don't like that. I don't use that part at all because I don't like it as much. It's too long. You know, I think with the, with the mechanism, with the bolt, you know, it's already long enough pin. It's, it's the exact right size, I think, with the short barrel. And then when you add in the long barrel, I just thought it was too, it was became too long and cumbersome. So I, I don't think that's any great loss that you did. <laughs> you didn't just send out a bunch of those because I I didn't really care for that for that part. I use it I use it with the jotter type. I use the um, the moleskin gel refills, which is my favorite Parker style refill, and uh, that's what I keep loaded in my bolts. So I, I like that one a lot. And I just could never get used to the added length of the uh, the extra section there. Yeah, it does make it quite a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. That, that was what I thought of it as well. When when Brad, you sent well, you guys sent sent me one too, and uh, mm-hmm. that when that was sort of my, I, I really like it. It's great, but it just became too heavy. Like, well, and you, you have, have the br- you have the brass one, yeah. yeah, right. That thing's that thing's a monster when you <laughs> yeah. put that other front end on there. <laughs> I was nearly falling over. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> right, it becomes very very heavy at that point. Yeah. And it's a little bit too long for me. So it was a it was a compromise to because a lot of people like I mean some people they can't they don't like any kind of ballpoint or gel refill they were they, or they really love a specific refill so uh, we're gonna we have we made some more and we're gonna have them available on our site hopefully within the next week or so 
so people can purchase them in the Kickstarter backers. They they'll be able to get them at a cheaper price, and if they want a really you know a longer front barrel, so they can accommodate that, well, we're going to let them do that. So, okay, well, cool. Um, See, so you got you got two pen projects in the books, and uh, I don't I don't see a third one on Kickstarter. What's the holdup? <laughs> well, it's you have, any, you have anything else in the pipeline? You you working on any pens or, or what? Yes. What else you got going on? You got I'm sure yeah. you got, sure you're uh, the the gears are always turning. Oh, yeah, that's my problem. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we have a couple of other projects. We have something that's phone related, but uh, we do have two more pen uh, projects that are they're on the on the on the list they're going to be probably prototyped in the next few weeks but mm. um, without going into too much detail one's going to be a a, a true uh, retractable like click type pen excellent um mm. uh, styled much like the render k um and then as well uh, a compact uh um uh, fountain pen one that's more uh sized uh, like a render k i mean Appearances will probably be fairly similar, but um, we found a nib and some other stuff that we're going to experiment with because, um, like you said, you you just you make anything and people come out of the woodwork asking you what if what if what if what if, mm-hmm. and um, especially since we make it, you know, people are always asking us questions, and so you know, besides my own curiosity and wanting to have a, a, a million different pens of different kinds, um, we're going to see what 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 happens but i'm pretty excited for them and uh, as soon as we have more information um and get to that point you know we're definitely going to probably send you guys uh something to look at so uh we can get some some opinions yes fountain okay. pens fountain pen is a great idea <laughs> yeah and, and, and i've always and i was going to ask you i didn't know what was what was upcoming or not i had you know a question to not necessarily to to wrap it up with but one question just a more of a you know manufacturing theoretical question is why Mike and I did a show, I guess it was probably back in December where we talked about wish lists. Like what did we want to see? And I, one of my things was I want to see a, a good retractable barrel Kickstarter pin. Why is that so difficult to manufacture? Just um, a, a tr- in a traditional, what people think is traditionally a retractable style pin, you know, click, Click knock, spring loaded. I mean, I know there's lots of mechanics going on in there. Why mm-hmm. is why has no one been able to accomplish that really successfully? You know, it, it, at least there might have been some small ones out there that that have yeah. attempted, but there's nothing that's been really successful that's been a retractable style. Well, two two reasons. Um, one, if you're looking for something off the shelf, for example, if you want to purchase uh, a mechanism, they don't really exist. There's a couple okay. companies that make them, so you're, you're kind of you know at their mercy. And um, the second is if you pull apart any pen, even the cheapest you know pen you get as a giveaway, you open that up and it's got this cam mechanism. It's injection molded. You know the tooling costs alone would probably be you know ten fifteen thousand dollars just to have it made. That's after you engineer it and get it to work. So. If you're trying to do a little project and you want to, you know, sell a couple thousand pens, you're not going to want to blow that much money on on just molds for something. So uh, that's why we originally didn't do uh, a click pen because the bolt, like we we wanted to make a click pen, but we just couldn't figure out a way to do it, and that's how the bolt was born. 
Um, I got you. Yeah, I mean that that that's good insight. That makes sense. I mean, I I understand that there's a lot more going on in a retractable, but you know, for someone with not having a that type of background, I don't understand. You know the the costs involved in just engineering alone, and then manufacturing. All you know, you're probably making three or four or five extra parts that you didn't have to you know make before or or buy before, like you're saying. Um, I, I guess it just kind of get it gets out of hand, and you the 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 benefits uh, are, aren't there for the the cost you're having to put up to it, which is I guess why you don't see many people doing that. Right, and it's it's one of those things where you know we're like I said we're a pretty small business, and mm-hmm. um, if we knew that we you know the return would be uh, would be there, we could you know we could invest in that, especially with Kickstarter because. If you were able to somehow prototype those parts and then have a minimum uh, goal of the amount it would take to have those parts made, then you'd be set. But um, right, that's just not for a lot of small companies. There was a, there was a couple there was a pen star, uh, pen project on Kickstarter called the Ultimate Click Pen or something, and mm-hmm. he used uh, a mechanism that we're looking at. So it's a German made uh, mm-hmm. mechanism that's really nice. So. Um, we'll see what what we come up with that. But well, cool. I know my, both Mike and I would be interested in seeing both retractable and fountain fountain pen yeah, models, yeah, really Espe- especially with the you know knowing the the quality that you guys have put out before. I would uh, we're definitely anxious to see what else uh, is coming up in the the Keras Customs pipeline. And I know um, our readers and listeners are too, and I know the fans of your company are too. So uh, we're uh, really glad you came on with us today and. You know, I think uh, I think we'll wrap it up unless you got anything else, Mike. No, um, Dan, why don't you tell us like where's where's a really good place to stay in touch with the things that you guys are doing? Um, that's uh, we mostly just post um, using normal so, uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter. We have an Instagram feed. Um, a lot of the stuff that goes through there is kind of uh, interesting. You'll see kind of the culture. We have a, a YouTube channel, a Vimeo channel. Um, and it's just an interesting segment called Ask Leonard, which is my boss's dad who answers questions. Um, <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch. There's only two episodes up so far, but it's it's very entertaining. So they can find all this at your website, karascustoms.com? Yep. Yeah, and that's with K's. That's K-A-R-A-S-K-U-S-T-O-M-S. Yep. Yes, it's named after my boss, Bill Karras. Everyone asks us who Kara is, but it's, <laughs> his name is Bill Karras. <laughs> so, so people think it's Kara's or Kara's Customs, yeah. not Karras. Oh, they're customs. like, who's Kara? It's it's actually on our Frequently Asked Questions page. People, you know, <laughs> it was that that often. But uh, one thing I wanted to, to mention is uh, a lot of people have been asking about colored versions of the bolt. And mm-hmm. uh, we were able to we, – we made a few extra bolts, and we're going to have colored – just like the render case, we're going to uh, have a few of those uh, available on our website uh, within a week or so. Awesome. Oh, so nice. Yeah, because my, my orange render K is, is pretty much one of my favorite pins ever. I love that pin, so it's a great pin. Awesome. I'll look forward to seeing those. So, well, we really appreciate you having on having you on, Dan. I mean, it was uh, very enlightening. It was, uh, yeah. it was a great conversation, and uh, you know, we'll we'll definitely have to have you on again sometime. Oh, that'd be my pleasure. Yeah, when 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 the sort of the next project comes out, would love to hear how that's coming together. Because I think for me, it's interesting to just hear some of the manufacturing stuff and things I've never really thought of before. So, yeah, it's fascinating. 
So yes, you can keep up with with me and Brad via uh, the usual means. You can find out more of about Brad and the stuff that he writes over at penaddict.com and he is at dowdy d o w d y at .net and dowdyism. So it's d o w d y i s m on Twitter. I am i mike i m y k e. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict, and thank you to Dan for joining us. And until next time, bye bye. Bye. Bye.